Welcome to the Witty and Gritty Podcast, where we believe that lifelong learning and relentless determination are essential to developing your passions and reaching your goals. Here to help you along the way are the hosts of the show. Take it away, ladies. Hey, y'all. I'm Brooke. And I'm Farron. As educators and high achievers, we're passionate about providing our listeners with effective strategies to help navigate life's obstacles and reach your goals sooner. Join us as we break down credible research that gives you a fresh perspective and challenges your limiting beliefs. Laugh and grow as we share personal anecdotes and interviews from people that have demonstrated what it takes to be successful. By implementing these practices, you will develop your unique skill set and learn how to better serve your community. Get your mind right. And enjoy this time designed just for you. Episode 96. Thought I'd switch it up. <laughs> I was like, I hope you remember the number because that's not my job. Yes. Episode 96, Dream Big mini-series. We are talking about parts four and five today. Yes, so part four is titled clear the path and part four begins with chapter 19 the title of chapter 19 is hostage negotiation the great thing i love about bob goff books is that he always has crazy stories so he's literally in a hostage negotiation situation in the book so but wait that yes i thought you were (laughs) going to say that you like his clever titles for his chapters yes which is also true But then luckily, he gives it a subtitle, so that way you know more about what the chapter's about. So, hostage negotiation. Figure out what's holding you back. What is taking you hostage? And so, he starts off with this idea of Stockholm Syndrome. And so, I'm going to give a simple definition. In fact, he says literally, simply put... Stockholm Syndrome refers to when people develop a weirdly codependent relationship with their captor. And you might be like, oh, doesn't apply to me. I'm not currently being held captive. Congratulations. I'm glad you're not being held captive. Um, But it might not be by a literal person. Um, It could be things like getting lost in a numbing routine. It could be a relationship that you're stuck in. It could be a job. It could be a lot of different things. It could be a traumatic childhood, um, which is affecting you now all these years later. And so just be open to what being hostage could look like in your life. Right. Some phrases that go through your head might be like, wow, I really need a fill in the blank. Oh, I need a cookie right now. Or I need a drink or whatever, whatever the fix is. I need to scroll through social media, like numbing, like you were saying, or it could sound like, well, that's just who I am. I, I'm just a stubborn person. That's just who I am. Another fun way to see if this is you is to count how many times you say the word but. Not mm-hmm. like your buttocks, but if you say things like, I would, but. It would be nice if I, but. I mm-hmm. can't. And so um, if that's you, then I'd see if there was consistency in What is that thing that's holding you back or you're making excuses for? Right. He talks about what are your current failures echoing from the past failures? Like you said, Farron, are you always having to say, oh, well, I would have done this, but I didn't have enough time. Oh, I didn't have enough time to do this, this, this. Is it this time thing that we keep circling back to? What exactly is that and why? And another one is fear. I think those are two. Time and fear are two that our listeners um, get bogged down with. 
And I like that he says towards the end of the chapter, he says, fears don't really get fully conquered. They're just understood and given less power. And he encourages us to be strong and courageous. Right. You could have experienced something traumatic and you had that innate fear of not going to that person's house or being with that person alone or whatever it is. And that served you in that purpose in that time. But now, how can we move forward from that? You can't always avoid a grocery store if something happened at a grocery store. That can be a fear that you understand and press on through. Yeah. So ultimately, the good news is that you can turn whatever's been holding you hostage um, around. And it requires you to understand exactly what it is, but then also break your relationship with it. And Casey Coates, we interviewed um, in our Get Out of Your Head mini-series, and he talked about that a lot. Uh, what was that episode number? 91. 91. Um, and he talked about... you. He knew he had anxiety, but you have to actually make the choices mentally, physically, emotionally to get out of that state and work towards conquering it. So identifying it, I think, is what I'm trying to get at. Identifying it isn't the end. That's step one. That's starting line. Yes. But then you're going to have to give it full for a full effort to work through it and learn to manage it and overcome it. Yeah, that's going to take hard work, and just remember your why behind that. Yes, it'll be worth it. Okay, chapter 20. Give it a quarter twist. We discover and build our ambitions in installments. Right, sometimes you're trying to accomplish a goal, but it's not working out the way you wanted it to go, Enneagram 1s. So maybe, he says, when the door shuts, look for a window. Maybe there's a window you need to climb through because you needed to learn a couple more things before... You needed to be in the room. Because if you walked in the room, you might not have been as equipped. So remember, God's going to equip you. And sometimes that means you got to learn how to climb through a window. Yes. And fun fact, Bob Goff quoted our college soccer our <laughs> college soccer coach, Paul Burns. Well, well they just Paul both Benz. reference the same idea of this. It's not a sprint, it's a marathon. And I think we live in a society where... Communication happens fast. Transportation happens fast. You know, older folks, again, they come at me. I don't know why, but we're the microwave generation because our food, you put it in the microwave, it's done in like a minute. I'm sure that's healthy. Um, And so, yeah, I think when life is moving so fast and we have so many things much more readily available that we get discouraged when our ambitions don't follow that same timeline so just remember that this process is not a sprint it's a marathon so you don't want to come out the gate running full speed you won't make it till the end right and for the people who are actively waiting you're you're becoming more equipped you're waiting for the opportunity to be able to step into whatever it is maybe it's a seniority thing and it's not your turn yet whatever that case may be just remember the bad jobs prepare you for the good ones which prepare you for the great ones So keep that in your back pocket. Yes. And we've talked about this analogy, but I think it's worth repeating about like an ice cube. And so if it's zero degrees and you go from zero to one degree, you're not going to see the ice cube melting. Texas, we saw it. Yes, we, this is in fact true. (laughs) 
It, we watched. Yes. It for was days. Scientific. And so even at 27 degrees, man, you went from zero degrees to 27 degrees, but that ice cube is not going to melt even though you've made all this progress. But man, when you hit 32 degrees and 33, you're going to start finally seeing it pay off. But just think how awful it would be in this ice analogy if you threw in the towel at 31 degrees. Oh my gosh. You went from zero to 31. And that's just the thing, right? We don't know what you know the future looks like. And that's kind of where faith comes in. And we'll talk more about that in a second. But stick with it. That is James Clear's book, Atomic Habits. Yes. You should snag a copy of. We'll put an affiliate link in the show notes. And a biblical reference would be Jericho. What if they only walked around six times and were like, this is stupid? <laughs> when actually <laughs> half the people were like, this is stupid. What are we doing? And he's like, we got to keep walking, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> and then finally, the walls fell down. So everyone Whew. was super confident after the wall fell down. <laughs> yes. Man, I but... knew it was going to work. I knew it. Uh huh, uh huh, sure. I, I had your back the whole time, man. Yeah. You were the ringleader back there and you know it. <laughs> well, okay. I'm sure he wasn't bitter. No, not at all. <laughs> I heard you. I heard you talking. Yes. <laughs> wow. Okay. Ready? Yes. <laughs> all right. Chapter 21 is titled, Be a Quitter. Again, shocking titles here. The subtitle is, The way to start something new is to quit something else. And we mentioned last episode that sometimes it's, you need to quit social media from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. It doesn't necessarily have to be like, Drop everything and run. And he talks about in his book, quitting something every Thursday, oh which can goodness. sound super overwhelming. But if you just do it in the manageable chunks, hey, I'm going to quit Dr. Pepper from 8 to 2 p.m. That will be a challenge, but maybe I could do it on a Monday. Yeah. <laughs> and I like the analogy, too, that he used about the sailboat and kelp getting stuck and slowing the boat down. And the only way to get the kelp off is to stop the boat. And maybe even, I think you go backwards a little bit, you know, sailboat expert right here. Mm, and sure. all the kelp falls off, so then you can move forward at full speed again. So I just really like that analogy because it seems like in life, either you can stop and slow down, or your health, something in life, is going to stop you and slow you down. Yeah. So I would rather be proactive on that approach if, it's, sure. if it's up to me. And not wait until my body says I need to stop mm-hmm. or God sends a little stop sign my way. So. Yeah, in the form of something like flu. Uh, Looks like you need to stop for 10 days and get it together. Or a snowpocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> you need to quit your power for a week. Check. Did it. Dang. <laughs> it was 48 plus hours. It wasn't a whole week. Some people are still struggling there. but um, So, and sometimes it it could mean... Learning how to not always say yes to some things. What? Yes, which can be hard. So if you are a people pleaser or yes. a recovering people pleaser, maybe a nine or a two perhaps. <clears throat> not going to mention any names, what? but Farron. I thought you were saying German. Nine. Knowing <laughs> <laughs> German? Oh my goodness. Okay. All right, but... If you want an example of how that could look, we had an interview from Tiffany Armstrong in episode 90, and she was challenged by her coach to say no to every request ever for two straight weeks. Mm. And she gives you very simple ways on how you can say no nicely. So check that one out. She's a better woman for it. (laughs) Two weeks. You have to say no to your boss for two weeks. (laughs) 
Oh, I would have already failed today. Oh, my goodness. Um, ultimately, though, I like that he points out, too, there's never a perfect time to quit. I've had ideas of, like, this will be my last time to do this or that, whether it's volunteering to be on a committee. They always ask. They know I'm going to say yes. That's why they asked you. Other people say no. You can say no. Permission Anyways. to say no. Oh, thank you. I'll still say yes. Um <laughs> <laughs> There's never going to be a good time. So if if you're waiting for that, just forget about it. Stop worrying about it. Because guess what? It's it's not. There's not a good time. Not a good time to quit. Mm-hmm. So don't let that hold you back. All right. Part five. Take action. Yeah. Yes. It starts with chapter 22. Living on the edge of yikes. How do you picture him saying yikes, by the way? Yikes. I picture yikes. Oh. <laughs> I picture a high... I high pitch quick. Ah! Well, if you listen to the audiobook. But you know, it's kind of like when you read a book and then you see the movie and you're like, oh, that's yes. not what I thought the character looked like. Uh, so yes. when I first was typing up the outline, I was like, yikes! <laughs> and then that's what I'm sticking with. Okay. All right. Comfortable people don't need Jesus. Ouch. Mm. Desperate people do. Oh, you're going to have to sit with that word desperate because that's not a fun one either. That was a sucker punch, Bob Goff. (laughs) So living on the edge of yikes, uh, it helps when you have a pal go with you on whatever journey it is. Not saying you have to find someone who's going to do the exact same thing as you, but maybe have someone close to you check in with you and take the first step. And even just be like, hey, Farron, this week I'm going to call this person to see what they have to say about whatever. Will you check in with me on Friday? Yeah, sure, I will. You're totally awesome, Brooke. (laughs) (laughs) that is how our conversations go (laughs) that's what I sound like too on the phone this is my podcast voice like a radio voice (laughs) oh sorry everyone I just have one voice (laughs) Uh, so that reminds me of um, car lights So we've talked a lot about fear. Again, That's it's because it's common. It happens for lots of people all the times. Um, so life has this way of like, you always get to these decisions where you're not sure what the outcome is and you're going to have to leave something. You're going to have to make a choice. And it reminded me of a sermon that Paul McDill gave. He's a pastor at our church. We actually interview him about what do you do when there's not a road map. And his episode is episode 51, a really good one. You're going to want that on repeat. But in his sermon, he talked about at nighttime, it's dark. And some of you guys might drive and live out in rural areas where there's not streetlights. And it's absolutely dark. Um, But you get in your car, you turn your car lights on, and you continue to drive. And just think, there you know the path. But without your car lights, that wouldn't be very safe. But your car lights only light like 20, I'm making up stats here. They only light like 20 yards ahead of you. But in order for them to continue lighting your path, you have to keep driving forward. And so um, that was an analogy for, you know, life, right? You might not be able to see the end game, but you have to keep moving forward to see the next steps ahead. And so I thought that was a really good analogy for faith. So God is our car lights, and we're stepping out in faith. 
and by moving forward, then we're getting further down the path. God wants us to grow in his direction. So he's, he's not, he's a good God. He's going to lead you. You just need to follow and listen and take the next step. So that can look like seeking wise counsel, praying for discernment, any of that. And as Bob pointed out, Jesus never told anyone to play it safe. No. Yeah. And something that um, I've been sharing in our YouTube videos is uh, quite a few on faith <laughs> because it's from the Bible. Um, but <laughs> Jesus uses the phrase, your faith has saved you. Now go in peace. And so if someone didn't have faith in Jesus, like touch them, well, he's Jesus. So I'm sure he could do it if he wanted, but it <laughs> also required, right? Their faith. And so I've talked before about even though people were seeing all these miracles happening around them, how many missed out on a miracle because they said, well, that's really cool for Jim Bob over there, but uh, I don't think that would work for me. And they didn't have that faith and they saw it. And you're like, oh my gosh, if I saw Jesus healing people, of course I would have the faith. But then look at all these people that are pursuing their dreams and, amb and ambitions and um, succeeding. So you're, you're seeing other people doing it. Again, like we've said before, there's probably other people in your field. You're seeing them doing it. So what's the hang up? Yeah, where you at? Um, so definitely check in with your faith there and quit making those excuses. Which that goes nicely, finally, good segue into chapter 23. That reminds the... me about bears. What? I don't know. <laughs> we can't have a smooth segue. <laughs> That's not our thing. Okay, chapter 23. 1034 to 1035. Obviously has a great story with this, but... Mainly it's about trajectory. Like, where are you headed? What's the direction you're moving in? Are you getting in the car and actually driving so your headlights can move you forward? Also, it's important to check who is in your circle. We, we know this stat. It's like you're the makeup of the five people you're closest with. So who are those people? And are they embodying the fruits of the Spirit? Are they dwelling on what is noble and right and pure and all that jazz? Are they doing those things? So maybe you need to do a circle audit. And go from there. Yes. Also, sometimes you might be your own obstacle. Fact. Oh, that spoke to me for sure. So sometimes the pressures working against you are in fact yourself. Um, things like procrastination, lethargy, self-sabotage. And then there's naysayers and haters. Do you ever hate on yourself? Negative self-talk happens to me <laughs> enneagram ones we all say yes the inner critic so nines might struggle with procrastination ones might struggle with just the angry voice inside your head like it's never gonna be good enough okay well sometimes done is good and you need to turn the project in so you don't get fired so let's try that yeah and um self-sabotaging is pretty interesting i think it's worth pointing out that he says that people are afraid of what succeeding will cost them when it comes to security and comfort, again, nines, I feel like, can relate to that. Fives also would be in that same boat. So self-sabotage, knowing, always coming back to the motives behind the behaviors. Um, again, we're all about the Enneagram here, and so that's the focus is the motives behind the behaviors. So take a second and don't just look at what you do. Look at the motivations behind it. Mm -hmm. Oh, and then the last quote in this section that we wanted to hit on is, that we'd rather fail trying 
than fail watching. And I hadn't thought of, like we've talked before about not making a choice is in fact making a choice. Right. And so if you choose not to do it because you don't want to fail, well, you've then failed yourself. You actually just failed. Yeah. You're <laughs> Congratulations. Like, I'll fail now. I don't want to fail later. I'll just give me the zero now. No, don't do that. When you put in the effort and try, you're actually working towards your 10,000 hours. So good for you. And you're, you're building up those little wins. You're working towards that. Like, even if your little win for the day is, I tried something. What is it? It's We talked about this. We hadn't talked about it in a while, though. Meet the Robinsons, that movie where they're, mm-hmm. they celebrate the failures, and they're like, congratulations, you failed. And he's like, wait, what? But I messed up. And they're like, no, 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 this is great, because now you know how not to do it. Yep. Uh, there was someone, too. You feel free to cut this part out. But it was... They wanted to know how you met, what mistake you made that day, and if yes. you hadn't made a mistake. Yes, I, th- I believe you mentioned you heard it in a podcast. Someone was being interviewed, and they asked around the dinner table, what did you fail at today? Yeah. And they better have come with something. Yeah, because otherwise it, it, that's evident or apparent that you hadn't tried. So making mistakes is showing that you're trying, and there's something to be gained out of your wins and your losses. So, again, it's a, it's a mental shift pivoting how you handle those experiences right. failing is a common humanity experience it happens to everybody but it's what you do next that determines who you are as a person and same thing with if you have you're an influencer by the way do you have kids are you a leader does someone watch what you do during your day do you see other humans ever are you a human <laughs> <laughs> so someone is watching to see how you're going to react and even if you are a recluse Welcome to the show. But also, you have the devil watching to see how you're going to react too. And he knows how to play to your weaknesses. And he would love for you to not take any action. Yeah. He would love for you to Please settle. Please procrastinate today. Please yeah. don't get anything done. Because that's going to further the kingdom. And I don't want that. See? Dang. Boom. All right. Chapter 24. Titled, 1,000 Words a Day. Live Your Life Undistracted. Good luck. Man, do you remember in school when they're like, the teacher's like, okay, you have to write today, but it needs to have at least a hundred words, and you like fell out of your chair? <laughs> nope, just me? Okay. I but like then, writing, Farron. Well, then you start writing, and you're like, oh, wow, a hundred words. words is fast. It's only like That's a top, couple of tweets. Top third of the page. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not that bad. And I feel like, I don't know if that I've ever counted, I don't know, maybe I'll try it, writing 1,000 words a day. I think the word thousand just seems really big, but you got to start with something. Start with a hundred, start with a hundred and then you'll prove to yourself, oh, that was not bad. And then go up to 200 and just keep going from there. For sure. Uh, I like how he talks about setting those milestones and even we, we at Witty and Gritty set all kinds of milestones. Like we're like, whoa, we just got a hundred more whatevers whenever there are, if it's really easy to get caught in the comparison trap, which we don't want to do. So it's easy to be like, oh my gosh, this other group over here, da 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 We have to remember that we're doing what we need to be doing, and this is a big deal for us, so we're going to celebrate. Boom. Yeah. Yep, we're practicing what we preach here, people. Mm. So the really big piece in this chapter is how to avoid distractions. And again, I, th- I would categorize that there's two. There's outside distractions, and then the ones that we choose things that we choose to distract ourselves. And it's just crazy if you go um, back and look at, like, your screen time on your phone or, like, 
this laptop that I use is evil and pops up my screen usage at the end of each week. But me and my husband share it. So I assume. So it's not you at all. It's not my minutes. Those okay. are his minutes. Mm-hmm, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it is, you know, if you're trying to figure out, like, where is all of your time going? Because the people that are in your field and killing it have the same hours in the day as you. 525,600 minutes. The one that really blows my mind is, like, the president has the same hours in the day. Unless you're Hermione Granger. That's right. With that cool watch that trick. Side note, why did Hermione get a time turner and no one else? And why didn't you time turn on back to, you know, important things that you could have definitely stopped? But, you know, She's at this the time. one responsible. Enough. You know what? Maybe the wizard saw the butterfly effect and realized that was Ugh. a bad idea. Don't go back in time and change history. Kids. I can't unsee that movie. Don't watch Do that not one. go see that. Do not go see that one. It's an interesting concept. But it gets you can't out unsee. of control. You cannot see things. We don't recommend that here at Witty and Gritty. <laughs> Carry on. Here's a good segue. <laughs> How about you put positive reminders everywhere, all over the place? So you hear all the time about vision boards and having that going or have a Pinterest board or have something physical you see. There's a reason why that works because every time you see that visual cue, it's going to start getting your brain going. And we'll talk more about that if we do the book Atomic Habits. Because that's a big thing, too. So I like writing on the bathroom mirror in Expo because it mm. erases. So there you go. And you don't have to, like, waste a Post-it. And Post-its don't stick over time. If you have a small bathroom, humidity, you know. Yeah. And what I like, too, is, like, just doing the show notes for tonight and kind of planning out what we're going to talk about. There are so many things that I read the book. I, I listened to it. Then I read it. And then I wrote notes on it. And... It, rereading ideas from here again have been so encouraging just tonight recording these episodes that if I had different Bob um, quotes like on the mirror or in my car or you know if like work is not your jam that's where you need to stick all your reminders yep. <laughs> um, if you have a friend that's really struggling you can also show up for them that way too providing reminders simple sticky notes a pack of gum oh my gosh that's pretty awesome Sonic drink. Now I know what to get you for your birthday. Uh, gum. Yes, and ma'am. Mechanical pencils would be great. <laughs> uh, so I used to really struggle with anger, and then I worked through some things and learned about the Enneagram. So, like, flashback five years ago, I actually made a stack of note cards that had Bible verses about how to combat anger or verses about anger, like, be angry and do not sin. So being angry, yeah, that's a normal feeling, but then don't cuss her out in your head. That would probably be a thing that you shouldn't do, for example, or fill in the blank. So I actually had these note cards, and I put them in a spot where I typically was easily triggered, and it helped immensely. And now I'm not the Hulk anymore. Yeah. The end. The end. Um, So the chapter did start out uh, at titled 1,000 Words a Day, so I do want to circle back to that idea. It's not only for people that like want to write a book or a blog. Um, I know that this happens to me too, that sometimes the same ideas will just circulate in my head constantly, like on repeat. But if I can write them down, it's like I can shut off that noise and that repetition. And so if you're constantly dreaming and having these thoughts and ideas, 
just writing them down can give you a break, uh, maintain your your sanity. Opens up your mental real estate. Yes, for to move again to move forward even in your thought time. So if you're at work and you can are doing that multitasking thing like checking out groceries, but thinking about your future goals. I mean, by the time you write down the ideas, that basically I, I think it happens because you don't want to forget them or you want to see what else is there. But I love the mental real estate uh, phrase that you use. Once you write them down, it's almost like you know they're there so your brain can move on to the next idea or generate something you haven't thought of yet. So again, uh, we are really big about writing here, journaling, all the things. So try that. I, I, We've experienced progress with it and so we know it can help you too. You are 42% more likely to achieve your goals just by writing them down. Yes. FYI. We're also all about science here. The brain science. I still haven't got Brooke her lab coat yet. Mwahaha. Now you know what to get me for my birthday. Yes. All right, you guys. Stay tuned for next week. See you then. Bye. We help hardworking Christian women get the growth they want by giving them the tools they need in order to have more joyful lives. We love providing our Christian-based personal growth podcast to our listeners at no cost. If you are enjoying the content, please consider supporting our mission by donating to our Patreon. We're a small team creating the show for our community by researching, recording, and producing the episodes ourselves. Any amount is greatly appreciated. Your support will help offset the cost of making and hosting the show. As a thank you, you can receive exclusive access. For more details on specific membership tiers, visit our Patreon page. Go to patreon.com forward slash witty and gritty. We've included the link in the show notes.